Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Forever in Bloom. Hey Jane. Hey Nicole. How was your week? My week was pretty good. Another week closer to Christmas. I don't have any new car updates for you guys, so that's exciting. Thank God. I'm happy to report. <laughs> I actually am getting my new window put in on Friday. Oh yeah. Right now it's Wednesday, so I mean two more days and I will have a new window. And they're actually, they're doing it mobile, so they're coming to me. Oh, what? To fix it, which is nice. I didn't know that was an option, but she called me today and she was like, do you want to do it in shop or mobile? And I was like, I didn't know this was DoorDash for Windows. <laughs> um, <laughs> mobile, I guess. <laughs> and yeah, so they're going to come fix it of all places in the Costco warehouse parking lot. <laughs> How are you going to pay for it? It's covered through my insurance, so <gasps> I don't have to pay. Oh, wow. God bless Progressive, me and Flo. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Yeah, super excited to close that chapter and hopefully have no more car issues for the entire year of 2022. That's all I'm asking for. That's all I'm asking for because I can't handle any more. Yeah. <laughs> what else happened this week on my end? Oh, I went to a pasta party. Oh. Um, which was really fun. The lady who hosted just got a new KitchenAid mixer and had one of those fancy pasta attachments. So we made our own noodles. Oh. And it was 10 out of 10 fabulous. I recommend anyone to make homemade pasta, even without a KitchenAid mixer. It's so easy and it's so yummy. Yeah. How's your week been, Nicole? My week has been pretty fun gearing up for Christmas, getting everyone's gifts together. I went to the Toronto Christmas <gasps> Market. Fun. It's an outdoor Christmas market and it's in the distillery district. So it's just where all the old distilleries used to be and they've they're all like shops. And then you have outdoor food as well. There was a kid hip hop class there and they were showing off their dances and it was the cutest thing in the entire world. What? It was a co-ed class and the boys were just feeling it. These kids were probably maybe eight or nine. Oh my gosh. And they were feeling it. They had all these like matching outfits on. I love it. It was the cutest thing in the entire We watched the entire thing. So that was really cute. And then they obviously have like the massive tree and they have like a little countdown for Christmas, which reminds me of Whoville for some reason. I think they added in the Grinch. Yeah, I think so. And it just reminds me of that. And it's like huge and it's lit up. Aww. So that's really fun. I think I'm going again before Christmas, but it's a really cute market area. So oh. that was really fun. I'm so happy I made it. We went during the day, but I think my next time is going to be at night. Pretty. See all the lights. Yeah. I think I might pull a Germany and put some mold wine in my hydro flask and bring it on over Amazing. To, the, to, the, <laughs> to the market. So that'd be really fun. That was kind of my week. And I think I'm going to go again. So I might have another Christmas market update. Ooh, I love that. Oh, Christmas markets are one of the things I missed the most ever since we left Germany. You don't have any near you? Uh, no, they've all been canceled. Oh my God. We've had like some christmas farmers markets but no like traditional kind of like christmas markets yeah i mean granted i haven't really looked that hard all i know is that the main one up in washington is in a town called leavenworth which is kind of up in the mountains about two hours away from seattle and it's a super cute like bavarian town and i guess they have this huge christmas market every year but it's been canceled the last two years because of covid and i just think they decided to cancel this year's preemptively and yeah Turns out they made the right decision because of this uh, new variant. <laughs> yeah, Omicron. Yeah. I know. It has just been ruining, well, it's been threatening a lot of our plans. Threatening. That is a great <laughs> word. It really, I feel like I'm facing off with Omicron right now. 
Yeah. Is it Omnicron? I, I pronounce it like a transformer. Yeah. Like the Omnicron. It sounds like a transformer. But seriously, me and me and her are facing off right now because huh, I just need to make it to this time next Wednesday. Please, Lord, do not let the Canadian border yeah. shut down. But speaking of Christmas markets, that leads us perfectly into our topic that we're going to talk about this week. Yes. And that is our semester abroad. Did not ask for it, but we are two white girls who studied abroad and it changed our lives and we are here to share our story. <laughs> not only did it change our lives, it changed our lives two years ago. But here we are still talking about still it. Still talking about it. <laughs> I want to say at least a couple times a week, Nicole and I will message each other and be like, remember that one time? When we were in Germany and this happened. <laughs> so we just thought it would yeah. be fun to kind of share some of our favorite stories and memories and kind of reminisce on the glory days. Yeah, we came back two years ago, December 24th. It's oh almost God. been a full two years, which is so, so crazy to us. So we thought it'd be really, really fun to sit down and think back on all of the amazing memories we had. It's going to be a little bit of a different episode this week. So grab a snack and hopefully you're a little bit entertained by our stupidity in a lot of these yeah. stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I cannot wait. Well, I mean, I guess we might as well just start it off at the beginning. Us getting dropped off at the Toronto Pearson Airport. Yeah. Back in August of 2019. Whew. That was an interesting day, to say the least. I don't think I've ever been so nervous. Yeah, we also had an overnight flight, which was our first mistake. Can't believe the first choice we made in this abroad scenario was a mistake. We did an overnight flight. Luckily, it was direct, but we did an overnight flight to Germany. Jane and I did not sleep a millisecond. We were awake the entire time. Yeah. So we were starting off Germany on a exhausted foot. Literally. <laughs> and we... I remember we didn't want to take any sleeping medication because we were convinced that we would be able to sleep on the plane, despite this being one of the largest moves of our lives. Yeah. And we were like, that's ah, fine. We'll be able to sleep. Like, I don't want to be groggy when we land. My Lord, were we way worse when we landed. We were also really scared about taking sleeping pills because we were also convinced that the plane would like not take off and then we'd have to figure it out while like under the influence of a sleeping pill. So we decided yeah. not to take it. And mind you, this was like a nine hour flight because it was like going the yeah. against the wind. And it was, oh my God, it was horrendous. We were so tired the entire time. And we were really crammed. We were so Remember our seats crammed. were abnormally really small for and across seas flight but nonetheless we made it and surprisingly our luggage made it oh and god we were also very scared about that but regardless we made it yeah and we figured out the train station to try to get us mind you jane and i were in germany of course we do not speak a lick of german we do not read german we didn't know how to say can you speak english in german we did not know how to say we do not speak german in german we did not know anything we were we did not prepare anything. No. We landed in the airport and we had to make it to the train station to then get a train to our like city where we were going to live in Germany. And the way we were so confused <laughs> because a lot of people do speak English in Germany, mm -hmm. but not everyone speaks English. 
And the struggle we had to get through just to get a train ticket and to make sure it was going to the right city that we needed to go to was already like a couple hours of like figuring that out. And that was a lot of stress already. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was a lot for our brains to handle. But nonetheless, we did make it to our apartment in Mannheim, Germany, which is where we were studying. And I have never been so happy to open a door and see my bed. Even though it was a teeny tiny little jail cell bed, yeah, I was so excited to dive right on in. I did not care about anything. I didn't care that it was like 2 p.m. Did not care. I was so tired. I don't, I don't even think we said any words to each other. We just got in there. Maintenance guy let us in. We dropped our bags. Yeah. And we were like, okay, who's showering first? And then we're going to bed. I'll see you. We can yeah. adjust when we wake up. <laughs> it was It was a lot and I didn't I think you slept, but I did not sleep. I even, it does not matter the time zone. I do not sleep during the day. I cannot nap. It just does not work for my brain. Wow. So we wanted to go get some food and we went to this grocery store that was like right across from our building and we grabbed a bunch of the essentials. We grabbed some frozen pizzas. We grabbed some bread to toast in the morning, grabbed some eggs and we're like, we need to go back. So excited. So excited to eat. Oh my God, we've not ate since like plain food. Which, Jane, I don't think you even ate. I was going to say, I starved myself because I was like, I'm not getting sick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And we get back to our place and we walk into our kitchen and there is nary an oven, a microwave, a toaster oven, anything but a stovetop. There is nothing else. And we have all this frozen food. We just want to make a pizza and go to bed. And this shock on our faces to learn that we do not have an oven, a toaster oven, or a microwave for the next four months of our lives. We almost flew home. That was (laughs) a big shock. That was the biggest culture shock. (laughs) What do you mean? No toaster either. Nope. Like just like no small appliances. And I know that's so privileged of us to be like, ugh, we didn't have like a microwave or a toaster, but like try toasting your bread on an uneven stovetop with a warped pan. For four months. For four months every day. Every day. (laughs) It was horrible. It was really bad. So we tried to cook. We're like, okay, so we had these frozen pizzas that will never get cooked (laughs) because no one has an oven apparently here. And so we try cooking them on the stovetop. We did. I do remember we did have these like little tin things that we found in the kitchen already. And then we tried to like wrap it around the pizza. And we were like, if we just place it on the hot plate... (laughs) It'll get hot and then it'll cook perfectly, right? Uh, we were so wrong. We were so, so wrong. No, that lasted 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was 10 minutes of like, no, we can do this. And then we just kind of had to accept defeat. And we looked up pizza places near us and we found a place called Pizza da Salvo. And this was just like a little pizza hut, a little Italian pizza hut in our neighborhood. We walk on over there and the menu is literally like half Italian and half German. <laughs> yep zero english (laughs) two languages we do not speak (laughs) literally i was like hmm this is interesting so we're standing outside this pizza place trying to google all these german words to figure out what the heck is on each of these pizzas and as we are waiting for our pizza to be made they're like okay 30 minutes we kind of like muddle our way through some like awkward exchanges they can clearly tell that we are like new english girls here for school like (laughs) we just like hand them a handful of money they're just like take it <laughs> yeah like they gave us the price and we were like i don't know what you said here 
<laughs> take what so like we could have really overpaid for pizza at that point but we were just so tired and yeah there was no way we could make any educated decisions at that point we were in the hands of the universe yeah <laughs> but as we're waiting for the pizza the chubbiest little old girl comes running out of the pizza shop and you might be thinking a chubby old girl jane that sounds weird her name was gina and she was a dog and she was the cutest little chubby chihuahua I've ever seen. She was probably a <laughs> seven pound chihuahua that was like four inches off the ground. Yep. She was the most adorable thing in the entire world. She comes running outside of the building to us. And no one's concerned. Like she just does this. She no. just like runs and greets all the customers. It was kind of like a walk up pizza shop where it had like a window and you walked up to it. And she just kept us company. And when I tell you we made trips just to see Gina we did the pizza was wasn't even that good no it wasn't but we were like eh, it's been a hot minute we should probably order pizza and go see gina <laughs> yeah <laughs> we loved gina she was the cutest little thing we picked her up we cuddled her she just ran to us she would run just in the parking lot just greeting everyone and she wouldn't go far she wouldn't run away but the pizza store just let her run free and greet the guests so that was that's when we knew it was gonna be okay when we saw gina <laughs> yeah that was the moment and then i guess we might as well tell the story of how we met our friends who ended up being our little germany family yes so that all came together when nicole and i i think it was like just after maybe two or three days after being in germany we kind of settled and it was time to tackle the laundry room yeah that was a task all in itself so the laundry there was six buildings in our kind of like apartment complex and i think every second building had a laundry room and luckily we had one in our building so we found out where it was by looking at the maps we go down into the basement we're using our these special little cards to load money onto machines and then we get to where we need to like choose a setting yeah of course it's all in german like Yep. Obvi- like obviously there's no service downstairs so we couldn't google anything no and at that point we were just in hysterics like we were just laughing we're like okay yeah so do we just guess but then we were nervous about ruining our clothes yeah and then the door opens and a little 510 ginger boy walks in with like <laughs> another man and we are like whispering to each other do you think they speak english do you think that they speak german like yeah do you think they could figure out the laundry machine for us and at that point, I was like, I have nothing to lose. So I just go up to them and I was like, hey, do you guys speak English? Like, are you understanding me right now? And they're like, yes. And I was like, do you speak <laughs> German <laughs> by chance? And do you know how to read the laundry machine? And thank God they did. And that was basically the beginning of a lifelong friendship with our friend Max. It was him and his roommate. Yeah. And then... A couple nights later, we all kind of went out drinking for the first time. Max invited his friend Alex, who yes. also got adopted into our family. Yes. And then we just recruited our other friend Andrew from across the hall of Nicole and I's apartment. Their door was open one night and we were drinking and Nicole and I just walked in there and we're like, hey, we're going to steal you yeah. <laughs> yeah. and you are ours now. And from that moment on, besties for the resties. Yeah, exactly. So very happy that we met them in the laundry room because it would have been a completely different semester if we didn't meet them. Yeah. So a couple weeks later, Jin and I were at the grocery store and we kind of got the swing of things. We kind of knew where things were in the grocery store. We were kind of getting our bearings. 
and we find all this yummy food all in german of course but we can kind of make up the label we kind of know what's going on we found butter we found our bread we kind of know what's going on and we found these delicious veggie burgers jane and i were both vegetarians at the time jane is still vegetarian and we find these yummy veggie burgers so exciting looked super healthy there was like 20 grams of protein like per patty it was insane so we get them home and we start cooking them up on our you know <laughs> stove top stove lovely top. stove top and got all these pickles we got lettuce we got a nice mayo we got a nice like aioli whole nine yards and this was a meal for the gods we were so hype it was probably one of our first meals we were very excited for mm-hmm Throughout eating this burger, Jen and I were like, this is so good. Um, like, we were so surprised at the flavor. We were surprised <laughs> about the texture this was giving off. But 40% of the burger left. I kind of give her a look and I was like, these just taste too good. Yeah, what is going on? You know, on? when it's a veggie burger, they just taste like a little bit too good. So I grabbed a package <laughs> to try to reread and maybe find out what's inside these burgers because it is all in German. Nicole looks at me. And she goes, what do you think this word means? And it says insectin protein. Insectin protein. And I was like, hmm, die be damned. That looks like insect to me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should Google it. And uh, yeah, we Googled it. Yeah. It was made out of mealworms. No, wasn't it mealworms? Yeah. It was made out of just like insects, like full <laughs> insects. And Jane and I didn't realize it until we read that and then looked closer at this burger. With, we ate 60% of this, probably more. And we look at the cross section and you can fully see bugs in this burger. You can yeah. fully see the shells. You can see the legs. It was an insect burger from day one. Oh my God. And the way that traumatized us for the next four months still now is unbelievable. We were so happy for this meal and for it to just take a 180 so quickly <laughs> we just and i was like damn it i wish we didn't read it i know because i was enjoying this but now i couldn't get past it mentally and we no oh no and we also bought extras yeah. because when we saw them in the store we got so excited we were like a veggie burger let's buy three packages and this was package number one yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah uh, and then we just like shuffled them around freezer spots for the next four months because we didn't want to eat them but we felt too bad to throw them away and then pretty sure they were still there when we left yeah oh yeah they were oh so that was you know that kind of gives you a taste of not only how stupid we were but just kind of the whole vibe of the trip that kind of shows you yeah how the universe was treating us during this during our four months <laughs> yeah so then a couple weeks go by and it's my birthday and Nicole and I had planned a lovely trip to go to Italy for my birthday and I was so excited. We booked a Flix bus to take us to the Frankfurt airport. We were going to fly right into the city that we needed to be in Italy and just have a great four, I think we were there for four nights, five days. Super stoked. Yeah. We are waiting at the bus terminal in Mannheim. It's like four o'clock in the morning. Sitting there waiting. Bus is supposed to be there at five. Waiting. Five o'clock rolls around. Waiting. Six o'clock rolls around yep. and we're like, okay, our flight leaves at like, I think it left at like 10 a.m. Yeah. And we had to book it to the train station in Mannheim, which luckily wasn't too far from the bus routes, but <laughs> pay all this money to get on a direct train from Mannheim to Frankfurt, mad dash through the airport, trying to get onto this flight to Italy. Yeah and yeah oh my god this stress we were sprinting <laughs> like fully sprinting this was our first yeah. trip first within trip. europe and we were sprinting after this airplane <laughs> already off to a terrible terrible start yep 
<laughs> but luckily the rest of that trip turned out to be very magical. It was gorgeous. I had this beautiful pasta dish on my birthday. Yes. And that was literally all I could ever ask for. 22 was truly an iconic birthday for me. Oh my goodness. I can't believe we almost forgot about our adventures getting lost in the Italian countryside mountains. <laughs> yeah, truly like lost on the hillside. We almost called it right then and there that we were gonna yep. have to start a fire, call a helicopter. We really almost called it quits right there. Yeah, we were told by the lady at our hostel, the lady that ran the hostel, she was like, there's a really quick and easy way to get to town if you want to do like a nice hike. And we had missed the last bus from the hostel into town because we had slept in a little bit, maybe feeling a little delicate that morning. Yeah. <laughs> and we suited up in like our little Converse mom jeans tank top, like not hiking gear. Yep. And she looks at us and she's like, yeah, like you just got to go up this hill and then take a left after this juice shop and then you'll be on the trail. Yeah. So our hostel was like kind of in the mountains a little bit. And then the town was just at the bottom of the mountain pretty much. So usually there's a car that takes you from the top to the bottom. Mm -hmm. But the people at the hostel were saying that it's a really beautiful hike. If you just want to hike down it, it'll take you like an hour. And there's beautiful sights. You're right by the water, of course, in Italy. So it's a beautiful, beautiful hike and easy hike. Yeah. They were like, you don't have to take the car easily walk down maybe take the car up but easily walk down this is our first day going down into town so we're like let's do the hike and the way we were like pretty much immediately lost yeah <laughs> like immediately <laughs> we were walking up and down through like vineyards there were grapes everywhere there was like a cliffside <laughs> some parts that we were walking were kind of like eroding yeah. and i was like i swear to god if one of us falls into the ocean right now i'm that's it i'm jumping in we we're like this can't be right but there, it felt like there was no other option. We just were following the path. Yeah. We were 100% following the wrong path. Yeah. Because a few times we poked our heads out of the forest in the mountains and there was just like a road. Just like a highway. Just the Yeah, a full highway. And it was just like the water. And Jane and I, it was so hot. So hot. It was Italy in the middle of the summer. The sun was blazing down. We were drenched and it was probably like an hour and a half into this hike and we weren't even near the bottom. No. We were still at the very top. So we were so confused. Like we could see the town in the distance like way far off and I was like, there's no way that's where we need to be right now. And Nicole's like, no, yeah, yeah that's where we're going, sister. Yeah. <laughs> we need to keep going. And I was like... Yeah. And we just had like half of a water bottle. Yeah. So we were rationing our sips and it was like for every sip Nicole got, I got a sip. Yeah. <laughs> because we're like, hey, we have to be at the same hydration level. Like who knows how long <laughs> we're going to be out here in the wilderness. And then eventually this trail just spits us out onto this road that has no <laughs> yeah. safe walking spot. So Nicole and I are just like up against the no. side of the road. People are ripping it around these like corkscrew turns. <laughs> yeah, it's a mountain. So they're like, it's a tight. It's a tight circle you're driving around. And if a car doesn't expect people to be walking down this highway. No. And so we were like backs pressed up against this mountain trying to like not get like run Scaling over our way car. down. I mean, like you have to be close to the town soon. Oh my God. Scaling our way down. I think at one point we try to re-enter into the mountain because like that's way safer but once again it was just like 
no re-entering. Yeah, so much up and down, like climbing these huge rocks. Yep. And just in the middle of a forest in a mountain in Italy. Like not meant to be walked through. My god. I had never been so happy to see civilization again. <laughs> when we turned the last corner and we could like see that this was the road that was going right into the town and we were like, oh, we did it. We did it, Joe. <laughs> it was probably like a four hour night <laughs> because we left at like 10 o'clock in the morning and we instantly needed lunch. Like we instantly went to this like pizza place. We were walking in town. This beautiful Italian man, very gave off very dad energy immediately he was just like you too come in you need help you're in come into my store please sit water <laughs> please water you guys look at me like you've been stuck outside for days please come in and i will help oh, you <laughs> my gosh that pizza will still go down as like one of the best pizzas i've had in my entire life wow i know the food you have after you think that you may be dying oh, yeah. in the mountainside yeah and he could have given me like a saltine cracker and i would have been like thank you sir i will cherish this with the rest of my life the scary part about it is we weren't on a trail nope if something did happen to us it would have taken them years to find us yeah. and <laughs> I had no idea what the emergency phone number was for where we were in Italy. No. And we had no service. So that would have been a lot. Truly can't believe that happened. <laughs> yeah. So luckily we did make it out of there and we did not walk back down the mountain again. We took the car. We took this. Not only was it a car. It was the sketchiest <laughs> rundown, maybe 1980 Jeep car. Looked like all four wheels were about to fall off. Yeah. And obviously no seatbelts chairs were like so gross and you could tell this car was like running on empty and he was just using the mountain momentum to bring us yeah, down he was like eh, okay <laughs> let's go <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going so fast down this like corkscrew mountain and he's just like yanking the wheel to the left and we're just like going down literally were you in the front seat with me or were you in the back seat because i remember i was in the front seat like window and I was just kind of like looking out and I was like, that's a really big drop down to the ocean if we don't make this curve right now. <laughs> he was going so fast. Oh, hey. I was in the back seat, I think. And I think it was just us two. And he could have taken us anywhere. Hmm. Like we fully trusted him to take us to town. This has to be the hostel guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be him. A rundown car. This has to be the guy we're waiting for. <laughs> But alas, we did make it out, and then we went to Budapest next. Yes, Budapest next, and our hostel experience in Budapest was wild and crazy. Yeah. So we get checked in. It's me, Nicole, and our other friend, Sophia, who is also from the University of Waterloo. She came with us, so like another little white English girl taken on Europe. We check into this hostel, co-ed, obviously, because it's cheaper, and we hadn't made the decision yet that spending the extra five euros for that feeling of safety was important yeah <laughs> so yeah it was like that's not worth it maybe we'll meet some fun friends yeah let's just do co-ed we did not consider that a not only co-ed but any age yep. could be in a hostel any age so that was alarming yeah we expected it just people our age but it was not there were no people our age all old men that we were sleeping with uh yes and one lovely old man, he was from Egypt. Yes. And he was very adamant on getting one of us set up with his sons, who's going to be a dentist. 
and we could come back with him to Egypt. Yes. And we could meet his son. Yes. And they're very rich and blah, 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 blah. Yes. And we're just like sitting in our beds trying to take a nap before we hit the town in Budapest later that night. I had never been so uncomfy. We can't go anywhere. We share, we share a bedroom with this man. Yeah. Like we are, we are where we are supposed to feel safe. We are roomies. <laughs> we are roomies. And we go out to town, have a blast. We come back from having a night out on the town and we walk into our rooms and the way the smell of mold hits us in the face, our drunken faces at four o'clock in the morning, it was unbelievable. The air felt wet. It was disgusting. Nothing but mildew hit us in the face. We could physically feel the mold in the air. Yep. And we're like, well, it's four o'clock in the morning. We're pissed drunk. We cannot deal with this right now. Before we go to bed, we take, it looked maybe like a broom or something i remember it being and we see a skylight and there's probably four other people in this room sleeping right now and we're taking this broom and like hucking it (laughs) up at the ceiling to try to get the skylight open yeah just to get some airflow in this like mildew hot box and so we get it open we prop it open but we wake up and there's nothing but that smell still in our faces the next morning yeah and it's all coming from the bathroom so anytime we had to go in there to do any business, wash our face, brush our teeth, shower. Yeah. It was, you had to hold your breath. It was that foul. Like you would yeah. instantly start gagging and throwing up. And it was yeah. just such yeah. a disgusting smell. So we ended up going downstairs and complaining to the front desk. And we were just like, hey, like this is unlivable. Something is going wrong. Like you either have a dead body yeah. stuck in like a water cooler somewhere or <laughs> yeah. there's crazy mold going on in I'll be damned if I die in a hostel in Budapest because of mold. Yeah. So we got moved to another room, which was smaller, which was nice. I think there was only five beds. So there was only the potential of two other people coming in. Yeah. Super great. Of course, one of the people that ends up checking in is a total weirdo. And I will never forget this. We had gone out and came back. And this man, he had like introduced himself to us before we had gone out. Yeah. And we were like, hey, whatever. He was like a around our age, maybe a little bit older, seemed normal enough. Flash forward to about like one in the morning. We're already back in bed. Like we weren't going to have a crazy night that night because we were tired from the night before. And I'm on the bottom bunk and Nicole's on the top bunk kind of like across the room so we can kind of like (laughs) see each other. And this man comes into the room, crouches down by my bed. He has pizza and he's just like, Jane, Jane. And I'm just like laying there. go away like please don't talk to me what is going on eyes closed and then i get like a text from nicole i want to emphasize (laughs) that like you're sleeping on the bottom bunk and this grown man at one o'clock in the morning is coming at you kneeling by your bedside (laughs) face against your face pretty much and waking you up by going jane jane terrifying jane horrifying his breath is in your face yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. trying to wake you up yeah and i'm pretty sure i did exchange a few words with him because obviously i woke up and i was just like he must have asked something along the lines of like were we going out did we already go out whatever and i was like yeah like going to sleep now <laughs> and then nicole texts me and she's like what is going on and i was like mm, i really don't know yeah so then he goes to the corner directly across from my bed crouches down in the corner like a little demon in the dark still and just starts eating his pizza the loudest i've ever heard a human eat pizza it was so fucking loud so loud to the point that nicole also texted me and was like is he making out 
with like a labradoodle right now yeah. what is going on yeah. and i was like nope he's making yeah. out with his pizza and i am just having to bear witness to this little demon boy in the corner eating pizza <laughs> i think didn't he offer you pizza <laughs> yeah and i was like bro i brush my teeth my retainers in shut up go to bed <laughs> i don't want your pizza i don't want your face in my space <laughs> please remove yourself from this situation oh my god budapest was so great in every other aspect yeah. except for our hostel experience <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but we survived the next couple of days sightseeing budapest is absolutely incredible it was so beautiful i would 100 percent go back to budapest mm-hmm. i loved it still one of my favorite places we we went on abroad so when we got back from budapest our student housing building put on a pub crawl and we're like oh my goodness this would be so much fun we'll all go with our friends and we'll just see a bunch of bars around town before we get there, we decided to walk into school, <laughs> into where we're going to meet our pub crawl. And it is torrential downpouring. <laughs> yep. Torrential downpouring. And we are sprinting into, it's like a 30 minute walk, maybe even longer. We were sprinting and it was pouring rain. We were hiding in little stores, like <laughs> underneath their door cover where the rain stops. Oh my god. Every like five steps, we were trying to duck. Not that it's going to make us any drier. Yeah. But we were all, it was four of us, and we were all just like trying to get there. Eventually, we do make it. And we're like, thank god we're here with our friends. We're going to have such a good time. We're going to get drunk. I'm so excited. We walk in the door, and they don't allow you to sign up with your friends. <laughs> There's different teams, and they we all had to be separated there were four teams and there was four of us we all had to separate they would not let us join the same team we tried to count the line every four one of us will jump in but they saw us so they just like made us all separate so <laughs> so <laughs> here we are fresh into this country not knowing any german we are in this pub crawl alone and we are trying to make friends with these random people but all we wanted to do drink with each other yeah <laughs> but we were not allowed <laughs> i had so many regrets when we all split off into our like separate colors i was just like cool i'm way too sober to be trying to make friends right now i'm so out of my element because i mean cultural differences hello i am if i'm yeah. funny in english am i gonna be funny in german i don't know <laughs> like i it was so nerve-wracking i had a full panic attack in the first bar we went to i was like yeah. hiding in the bathroom i was like well, what the heck am i supposed to do everyone was kind of making like fake friends like they were people that were getting to know you but you knew as soon as this pub crawl was over like there was no way we were ever gonna talk again yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that was an interesting experience i've not talked to a single person that was in my pub group nope. since then it's been two years i've not talked to anyone <laughs> hope you're doing well out there but our next adventure was good old Oktoberfest. Ha! Huh. Oktoberfest was so fun. Besides the fact that Nicole and I were deathly ill and had the worst head colds Yeah. at the time. This was pre-COVID, so. Yeah. We were very, very ill. Oktoberfest, you obviously drink, like, all day. Uh -huh. So in the morning, we were drinking. It was probably 9 o'clock in the morning, and I had, I remember I had my alcoholic drink and then my tea, <laughs> and I was, like, one gulp of each because I was so sick. Yeah, there was no way we were missing this. We took a long Flix bus out to um, Munich, met up with a couple friends from back home, and we were staying in this Airbnb. 
and we all had like our drindles. Yes. It was so fun to get dressed up and just go into Oktoberfest. We didn't get to explore too much of the festival itself because obviously it's so busy. And if you can find a table, like you just sit there and that's like your table for the day. Yeah. So we navigated our way into a tent and got a table and the day just kind of seemed to fly by. The beers were big. They were flowing. We got some huge pretzels. And a massive pickles. Oh my gosh, I forgot about the pickles. Yeah, we got jumbo pickles. They had this thing that they were also giving out. Not giving out, you had to buy it. But they were coming around in like cigar cases. Yes, people who worked there. Yeah, and we were like, what is that? They come over to us and they're like, oh, like, can we interest you in like, whatever. And we were like, what is it? It looked like cocaine. And we were like, where are we right now? They said, it's German cocaine. And we were like, what does this mean? Because we're looking around us and like all these families, like this is a family get together and they all have this. They're shoving it in our face. This briefcase saying, would you like German cocaine? Like, would you like this? And it was tubes of white powder and they were just open briefcase. Like, would you like to buy? It's German cocaine. And the look Jane and I gave each other, we were so confused. These people worked for Oktoberfest. They had like name tags. They worked for the event. We were like, what is this? And of course we, and we said, absolutely we would like some hand it over and <laughs> take my money give it to me now <laughs> when in rome <laughs> yeah and we eventually find out obviously that it is not actual cocaine no it is powdered sugar and menthol and you lay it on the table and you snort it and it sobers you up or it makes you feel like you're sobered up so you can drink more yeah and the way we were huffing that down to sober up after all these beers it was truly a godsend. To make it through the day. Yeah. We loved it. Who knew? That was just such a wild roller coaster. It was. Because I was like, what is going on? And I had never snorted anything in my life. And I was like, yeah. okay, I guess uh, powdered <laughs> sugar and menthol, that'll do it for me. <laughs> yeah. And I end up leaving the tent for a bit. And I am trying to make my way back to the tent. Like I was alone and I was trying to make my way back to the tent. Oh my gosh, we lost you. <gasps> yeah. I got fully I forgot lost about this. because- we got to the tent from one entrance and it was like one of the first tents we entered and it was beginning of the day it was like nighttime when i left and i was trying to find what tent we were in because i didn't really see the outside of it we were just like heads down trying to find a table it's munich it's the biggest Oktoberfest in the world so it's a massive all the tents are just look exactly the same i have no idea where i'm going there's no maps Jane and I, like, our phones are dying from being out all day. Yeah. And I'm, like, walking around. It is pouring rain. So cold. I wasn't freaking out. I was drunk. So I was just, like, laughing. I think <laughs> I think everyone was getting annoyed with me because, like, they were, like, describe where you are. And I was just, like, laughing, having a good time. I'm, I'm in like, a carnival. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A few very scary German men later came up to me. And I dodged that situation. We did find each other in the middle of the rain and it was like fireworks went off. We were so happy to find each other because I I really thought I was going to have to go the rest of the semester without finding you. (laughs) I I thought I was going to have to go full Liam Neeson mode and start killing any person that had contact with you up until and like save you from some basement dungeon in Munich. Like I was fully prepared. (laughs) Oh yeah. So after we finish up at Oktoberfest, we safely make it back to our airbnb we have some nice drunk pizza and 
knockout for the night. Yes. And that was Oktoberfest off of our bucket lists. Yes. It was an experience to say the least. Very grateful that we did it. We got back to Mannheim and then our next kind of fun adventure was we went to go watch the Mannheim hockey team play. Yes. So it was their juniors team and they're called like Adler Mannheim. And our guy friends had never been to a hockey game before. Yeah. And this was so crazy to Nicole and I, we were like, what do you mean you guys have never been to a hockey game before? Us little Canadian girls. Yeah. And of course we had to buy tickets and we dragged them to it and it was so much fun. Yeah. They have this section in German arenas where the tickets are super cheap. They're basically just bleachers almost. Yeah. Like it's a full stadium, but it was kind of like a bleacher setup. You didn't have assigned seats like you do in Canadian ones. It was called like the fan zone. Yeah. And so all the people in this area are just going crazy, like stomachs painted. They've got signs. Everyone's drinking. They've got all these team cheers. Yeah. It was the funnest hockey environment I've been in probably since I used to watch like the juniors in grade seven, grade eight like people would just go nuts yeah did not expect that kind of energy from a german hockey arena but that was probably one of my favorite memories because we would uh, obviously like take the bus and the train out to the arena so we could all like pre-drink before and everyone just seemed so genuinely happy when we were there yeah Ugh. i remember all our german friends would ask us after a play was called or after the whistle was blown they're like wait why did the play stop? Like, what was going on? What happened? <laughs> Explain, like, the hockey rules as we were going and they were, like, getting into it. They were explaining to us what cheers they were saying, like, what German cheers they were saying. Yeah. It was just, it sounded like noise to us. We had no idea what they were saying. Mm-hmm. So, it was definitely a fun environment. We went to a few games throughout the semester, which I'm so happy that we did because it is also one of my favorite Germany memories. Yeah. So much fun. I guess we should mention, we did also go to school. <laughs> while we were abroad we did go to school but the universe was really on our side for this one we had one class a week and it was wednesdays and then the way europe does some other courses is they do it on the weekend so we'll have like friday saturday sunday full day classes and after you do your weekend you do an exam and then that's your credit Mm -hmm. so we had a few of those weekends scattered throughout our semester but the majority of the time we were just chilling yeah which was so blessed i feel like we're just kind of rapid firing all of our travel stories at you guys so i hope this is interesting and you guys are keeping up but our (laughs) next adventure we took was to paris france and this was our like family trip we went with all of our friends that we had made so there was five of us we rented an airbnb in paris and we went for i think we went for three days four days something like that and it was such a special time yeah we all got there like at different times met up at this airbnb we drank so much wine and played so many cards yeah ate so many yummy french pastries in the morning like the guys would wake up and they would go to the local bakery down the street and pick up fresh croissants and almond croissants and chocolate croissants yeah oh my gosh we were truly so blessed in those four days it was so nice yeah we loved paris we just explored it we did a bunch of like touristy things of course Mm -hmm. and we just had a great time we made a bunch of mulled wine back at our airbnb so yeah we had such a good time we loved paris there were only a few hiccups during that trip though and one of them was the entire city basically went on lockdown (gasps) oh yeah the day that we decided to go up the Eiffel Tower. We had this booked. Yeah. And we were like all going up to the top. It was at nighttime. So we were going to see the city lights all from the Eiffel Tower. And 
we're walking around the city and there's just military people walking around with like ar-15s they're all suited up and i go into a full-blown panic like we are walking down the main strip in paris i'm having a panic attack nicole's having to like talk me off the ledge i'm like what is going on like is this a state of emergency yeah and we find out that it's an anniversary of i think it was called like the yellow jacket protests and it was the working class kind of protesting against government pay or something along those lines don't quote me on it yeah they were preemptively preparing for like another protest and so they shut down all of the trams and the subways going in and out of the city yeah and we were probably like a 40 minute uber away from our airbnb so we were just stranded in downtown paris yeah and you would think that's like not a terrible thing but restaurants were closed we were starving we had been out all day from like 7 a.m yeah, there's there's also like Paris sounds beautiful and it really is, but there also of course is a lot of crime in Paris, just like a lot of touristy cities. Uh-huh. So it was at night and it, we were just a bunch of seemingly children, but we were not children. I felt like it. Trying to make our way back to our Airbnb, which like you said was like 40 minutes away and the Uber was so expensive. It was like 80 or 90 dollars. Yeah. So we were trying to find a way back without having to pay almost a hundred dollars and it was a lot it was very stressful for a lot of us luckily we did end up getting onto the subway wait no we ended up getting an uber i remember now i remember being down and then maybe we had to go back up yeah so we went down there and we thought that it was happening and then all these messages kept coming on over the train system and they were like nope not coming yes and we all just decided screw it we're gonna stop at like whatever convenience store is open you're right we'll buy whatever food they have all the wine and just get home yeah Oh my gosh, I was so mentally drained from that day. It was so stressful. But even though it was so stressful, it was still one of the best days because it was such a surreal moment being on top of the Eiffel Tower with like my four closest friends. Yeah, it was really special. I'm so happy that we did end up going and making a trip all five of us. Mm-hmm. I was really happy. But we made it back to Mannheim. And one of the first things we did after we went back was go to the Christmas market in Mannheim. Mm, yeah. It just opened and we fell in love instantly. It was one of my favorite things we ever did in Mannheim. Yeah. We got so much mulled wine. Mm-hmm. We got these mugs you got to keep and you just kept going up to these huts and like refilling it. And it was so much fun. The lights were beautiful. It was just, it was very classic German Christmas. Yeah. And it was just so, so so special i loved it so much me too and the lights were beautiful and everyone was all kind of like bundled up it wasn't super cold but it was just like chilly enough (sighs) yeah and you were warmed by your mulled wine yeah ah it was incredible i loved it so much i'm so happy that we were there kind of like into the christmas season Mm -hmm. me too i feel like that's such a special time of year over there yeah germany christmas was so fun even walking to and from classes before the market and we got to see like the setup in that square like the market square Mm-hmm. and it was all these like old characters from all these german fairy tales and storybooks and they were all there like greeting all the kids yeah. obviously this was before covid and it was just so special and it was it just felt so classic german yeah and i loved it so so much it was so sweet but that unfortunately brings us to the end of our germany stories practically right after this jane and i left and did a tour around the uk before flying home Mm -hmm. so we're going to record a bit of that and put it on our instagram if you want to listen to more of our crazy stories yeah there are some crazy stories from all our time in the uk because we were gone for about three weeks before flying back to canada and we were in hostels 
for that amount of time in hostels doing a backpack style life but with a suitcase full of four months worth of clothing oh my so God. we have yeah a lot of things we can talk about go over to our instagram it is currently live. We will see you over there if you'd like to hear more about our adventures. Yes, it's at Forever in Bloom Pod, P-O-D. It's also linked in the description. Yep. But let's wrap it up and give some recommendations. What is your recommendation of the week, Jane? My recommendation of the week to our bloomers is to get out of your comfort zone and travel somewhere new. Yeah. I'm not saying like you need to buy a plane ticket to Europe. I know that we are very, very fortunate yes. to have been able to go on all of these adventures and have all of these stories. I am so beyond grateful to everyone that got me to that point in my life. And I will forever be grateful for that. Yeah. But the way that it changes your outlook on the world, I know so many people have said this and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but it's truly so important to get out. And I feel a lot of people who I like grew up with in such a small town like you get so comfortable that you don't want to leave and I know it's really scary but my recommendation is just plan a little trip somewhere even if it's just like the other side of Toronto the world is so big and it's up to you to make it yours so that is my recommendation it's not a physical thing kind of just a mindset yeah what is your recommendation I love that because before our semester abroad i've never been outside of north america so going that far and for that long as well was a huge culture shock because you're not just going for like a week or a couple of weeks completely moving your life over there is something so different and i'm so happy we did that and did that together could not have asked for a better travel partner <laughs> truly yeah the way we would have broken down alone is just unreal but i love that recommendation my recommendation is actually another app Ooh. that you could download it's any type of habit app so i use an app just called habits download a few of them you can kind of see which ones you like because some of them have different features but you log in everything that you want to do repetitively in a day like i have read do my stretching routine take x amount of steps drink water you know etc etc and you can log in and track when you've done certain things and it kind of gamifies it in a bit of wanting to fill wanting to check everything off your list Mm -hmm. and on ios you can make it into a widget and it kind of tracks everything you're like going after here i can show you jane but like that's my reading goal oh i love that my steps are low because i sit at a desk all day yeah that's my stretching one so you can see your progress and it really does gamify it in a bit so if you have some things you really want to do during the day and you just you you find you're constantly pushing them off getting a habits app really did change the game for me because it's like in your face reminding you to do these certain things Mm -hmm. that's my recommendation a little bit of a weird one but i found it's really helped me over the over the years i think that's great any way we can use our phones in a positive way i'm here for exactly well thank you guys for listening to our crazy adventures (laughs) i hope you guys found them a little entertaining and a little funny yeah they hold special places in both of our hearts and i'm excited to share them with you and don't forget to head on over to our instagram yeah and check out our stories from our backpacking trip home we hit up scotland england and ireland all in a little three-week stint so Tons of fun content yeah. going to be over on our Instagram. Again, that's at Forever in Bloom Pod, linked in our description. Thank you guys again for listening, and we'll chat at you next week. Yeah, thanks for listening. If you made it this far, we really appreciate it. Talk at you next week. Bye. Bye.